Welcome to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Our show is all about the exciting world of real estate, and in particular, how it relates to the lucrative New York market. But if you're not planning a real estate transaction in New York, we still have plenty of information that you can use no matter where you are. Now, here's your host, Vince Rocco. All right. Good morning, everyone. I'd like to welcome my listeners in the United States and around the world. This is Good Morning New York Real Estate, and I am Vince Rocco. On our show today, as of yesterday, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio asked employers to let people work from home, while New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says the number of corona cases has jumped to 142, the highest in the country. 21 are in New York City as of yesterday. Eight patients of 142 are being treated in the hospital, and most cases are located in Westchester County. Cuomo has stressed that most people who become infected will have mild symptoms. Uh, Cuomo also said that the schools in New Rochelle could be closed for weeks because of the outbreak there. He did not elaborate on specifics. Mayor de Blasio uh, said every public school in New York City will have a nurse in the building. He added that all public school international trips are canceled for the remainder of the school year. Also today, it's almost that time of the year where the Hamptons comes alive and the summer season is about to begin, believe it or not. We will talk to an agent specialist from the Hamptons today and get the scoop. Also, our open house expert, Fritz Friegen, is here from Halstead, and we're going to get an update on the traffic in the first quarter and as of recent in the open house scenario here in New York City. We are live from Smash Studios in Hudson Yards, New York City, as Good Morning New York gets underway on this Tuesday morning. Yay, Hudson Yards. (laughs) In the news this morning, tenants at Stuyvesant Town and Peter Cooper Village are suing to block Blackstone, the world's largest commercial landlord, from hiking rents at thousands of apartments at the massive complex beginning in July. The lawsuit against Blackstone, New York City, and the state involves some 6,000 apartments in Stuyvesant Town that could see increases under a 2015 regulatory agreement between the city and its owners. They say you can't fight City Hall, but in this case, developers, SJP Properties, and Mitsui America don't have to. The de Blasio administration is appealing to a state judge's uh, February ruling that could force the developers to remove 20 floors from their 52-story tower at 20 Amsterdam Avenue on the Upper West Side of New York City. Last month, Justice Frank Perry ruled the permits for the project should be revoked because the developers used a 39-sided gerrymandered zoning lot to siphon air rights from the uh, various neighboring lots. City Hall's interjection comes one day after the Department of Buildings issued guidance uh, essentially barring this practice. It's disappointing and it's not the right position for the city to take, but we will proceed. This according to Richard Emery, the lawyer representing the tower's opponents, the Committee for Environmentally Sound Development and the Municipal Art Society. Unsurprisingly, the developers were stoked by the city's appeal. They quickly filed their own appeal and uh, the jury is out on that. We'll see where that all goes in the next coming weeks. Assemblymember Linda Linda Rosenthal proposed a bill that would uh, fine landlords for keeping their vacant rent-stabilized apartments off the market. Landlords would face a monthly fee of 150% of the last legal rent after three months of vacancy. The fines would be used to create a new fund overseen by the state's housing regulator to provide rental vouchers to the homeless. Following the passage of the Housing Stability and Tenant Protection Act of 2019 in June, some landlords threatened to keep their regulated um, units vacant or warehoused, citing their inability to invest in renovations and increase rents significantly. As the coronavirus outbreak continues its global spread, New York City real estate and construction worlds are bracing for project delays and rising costs of materials as Chinese manufacturers and shipping 
shows uh, slows to a crawl. This according to the Commercial Observer. The city's construction industry faces perhaps the biggest threat with mounting concerns over ordering supplies and fixtures from China. In the coming months, some contractors may have to turn to other more expensive sources, risking project cost overruns if they're unable to purchase materials from Chinese manufacturers. All this according to industry experts. The biggest concern is supply chain issues, steel, millwork, plumbing, fixtures, electrical fixtures, concrete boards flooring tiles and steel it takes about three weeks to get something from china to the u.s and any delay could stretch it out even more price cuts are in and developer harry macklow is out at 200 east 59th street a troubled condo project making a fresh start closings at the complicated midtown tower started in late january a month after macklow sold his stake in and to his uh, capital partner singapore-based alpha investment partners for an undisclosed amount Centurion Real Estate Partners, a development firm with a history of taking over challenge projects, was then brought in as a replacement sponsor. The transition from Macklow to Centurion seems fitting in an overstock market where developers are reckoning with repricing as the condo boom fades into memory. Selling a condo in today's climate is a daunting task. Stocks are tumbling and the coronavirus outbreak and presidential election year have ramped up uncertainty as the market has already is already contending with huge amounts of unsold inventory. Boo hiss on all of this nonsense. And let's not forget the Saudi oil wars now, too. Thank you. What, what next? What next? Well, you know, let's just get on with some positivity <laughs> in this world, for heaven's sake. Yes. Real estate in the greatest no city in the world, right? New York City. And it's the selling season. It's the prime time now. It's the prime time now. People, you know, listen, I'm not here to pontificate because, believe me, we'll go on for Aren't hours you? and hours. Aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't I? <laughs> you're, so, you're so good at it, though. <laughs> However, Don't stop. Let's not panic. Let's not panic. Thank you. Not Thank you. It's the end of the world, for heaven's sakes. Can the media please focus on the multitude of medical professionals who are saying that the coronavirus is a type of flu? Well, it's I'm going to give you a personal okay. story. So last yes. night, you know, I'm on this this family chat chain in text with my brothers and my sister. And so my brother sends a, a, a picture of uh, Phelps Memorial Hospital. Uh, I guess he got it off the Internet or something. One case reported in Phelps Memorial Hospital in Westchester up in Tarrytown. Okay. So the reason he did that is because my sister is uh, director of human resources in that hospital. So, of course, we're all on this chain. My first thing was stay home. Don't go to work. <laughs> Teasing her, of course. She says cannot will not and so we got to talking back and forth and she said you know what we've been in this or on this all day long here at phelps she said it's really nothing of course it's not my friend's little brother is a, a disease infectious disease specialist he was on the front lines of the ebola virus he said this is not worse than ebola this ebola was significantly not, worse he's in the hazmat nothing. suit going to asbestos i mean like like a country i can't pronounce but it is the flu wash your hands don't touch your eyes and your mouth. Listen she to your mother. No and, one is panicking. No one is getting out of control. She said everybody's going. The media to is panicking. Thank ah, you, media. And media. and the the deaths from the flu outweigh Corona yes. by thousands. I'll tell you thousands. one of the one of the issues that concerns me is childcare. You know, a lot of the private schools are now closed. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and some you know, public schools in Westchester parents, too. You know, what are you supposed to do all of a sudden with your child who is... That is my biggest nightmare. Yeah. Closed is shut till March 31st. Yeah. In, it's yes, a real issue. In Connecticut. Well, and we're going to talk a little bit about it because, you know, as we want to try and stay current yes. uh, with the local news. And basically what we want to talk about today is how it potentially can or will affect the real estate market. Open houses, 
uh, personal showings mm-hmm. and, and, and so on and so forth. Deals so, in, the, in the pipeline. <laughs> Contracts yeah. about to be signed or not, as the case may be. Well, and then, you know, honestly, with, with the stock market crashing as significantly as it is, has been crashing in 2,000 points just yesterday. Biggest drop since I mean, people are just standing in place, frozen and I'm concerned with contracts that need to get signed, won't get signed, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, let's let's go on. But, but the number of confirmed cases of the new coronavirus in New York State doubled last Thursday, as we said, with officials announcing eight new cases in Westchester. Well, that number has grown. But the virus's potential reach uh, was underscored by the large number. The City Department of Health is keeping tabs on about 2,800 New Yorkers currently in home isolation. So people who think that they've been in contact with someone who has the virus is you know or staying how home. many mil- how many so million quantum. people are in new york <laughs> i know about eight million <laughs> should you guys say more I mean, well there you go thank you anna but but that's the point so people are self uh, self quarantine and that's fine but again the panic is is out of control i posted the other day some of you may have seen it some of you may not have i'm sitting in a shared via car for those out there <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's right. Right. i saw i don't know what a via car is it's a shared car service in it's your town. way of life <laughs> between two and six people and i always have stories believe me there's always stories if you live in new york there's always going to be a story especially yes. when it comes to a taxi ride however i cleared my throat and five people out of six went ah in the car are you kidding me are the you lady kidding next me? to me mm-hmm. couldn't push against the man against the window I mean, any more significantly, <laughs> I looked she was going to crap in her pants, literally. <laughs> and she kept looking wow. at me the entire road. I said, lady, oh I'm my not God. sick. I just cleared Maybe my she should have walked. Vince, they took the <laughs> yeah. shared car because it's safer than car. the subway. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, I've been taking the subway. Somebody in the car. So have I. Yeah. I mean, a shared and car isn't any safer. Show. We all it's hugged and shook hands here in the room. Oh, the brave agents of the radio show. Some of us made out. The driver was hysterically laughing in the front because he saw the whole thing and he looked at me in the mirror and I looked at him like crazy really? lady. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Seriously? Chill that you know what out. Thank you. Well, she did that, but five other people screamed. So it's kind of <laughs> like the whole car was up in arms. I couldn't even get over it. We that. are <laughs> becoming our own self fulfilling doomsday prophecy. Let's get over it and start yeah, thinking but you more walk, positively. You walk the streets and nobody's wearing masks. No, it's nobody's not. doing it's anything. I mean, the streets are crowded. Exactly. Yeah. We persevere and we move forward and no, not, there are no masks. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> All right. For $99 on Amazon. You Jeff know, Bezos. Hmm. Conspiracy this is, theory. This is what I say on this and then we'll move on. However, I said this after 9-11, okay? I'm a foot soldier in New York City. I live in New York City for way too many years. I'm from New York State. Um if I'm going to go down in a terrorist hit, exactly. in an epidemic, <laughs> or in a car where crash, else? it doesn't matter where I am, it's going it's to going happen down. because yeah. my number was called and it's yeah. like, you got to go Amen. visit the angels Preach, today. Brother. I mean, at the and end I'm, of the I'm day. Really sorry, I'm going to say something maybe a little terrible, but the majority of people that they, they've tested all of the cases or they've, they've done a survey, a lot of them already had some kind of like cancer or they had some the people yeah. who died. It wasn't just like they had, heavy they had smokers serious or, asthma or, or yeah. something. Yeah. And most of them, you know, you're at risk at 85. I'm very sorry at 85, cannot be a surprise that the end is not too far away. <laughs> I would be, I'm going on a cruise, guys. Here I come. Especially if smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. Exactly. Oh, We're on a roll as the New York is underway. You, I mean, the plague is the plague is the plague. Let's go cruise. Please send all complaints Let's to Tracy. Okay, with all of that said, we have to go to commercial. There's so much more on the other side of the break, so please stay with us and don't go away. 
Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, this is James Nelson. I'm a huge fan of Vince's show, and I'd like to invite you all now to listen to my show on the Voice America Network, Real Estate Investing, live from New York. I will teach you everything you need to know about investing and operating commercial real estate. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of TV and radio shows that deal with investing in the stock market, and yet almost none that cover exclusively commercial real estate. This is not a get-rich-quick or how-to-flip-home shows. I will teach you step-by-step how to source, acquire, improve, and profit from commercial real estate. Please tune in live to the Voice America Business Channel every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. Thank you. At Halstead, we know that what moves you is important. We're all about the power of transformation. We're revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders. So you can move to what moves you. I'm Jeff Goodman at Halstead, and I love Vince's show. I host a program of my own, but not about real estate. Rediscovering New York is about our city's great neighborhoods, their history, texture, and their current vibe through interviews with historians, business owners, and interesting neighborhood personalities. We're broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc and available on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcasts. Rediscovering New York with Jeff Goodman. I bring the city's great neighborhoods to life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll free in North America at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, we are back already for se- uh, segment number two, which is blowing my mind. Yeah. Anyway, we're here with Auntie Jacket from Compass, Anna Shagala from Halstead, Tracy Hammersley making her triumphant return Yay! after holidaying <laughs> way too long. Working, working in Miami. She's from with Douglas that tan. Absolutely. <laughs> Two teams, stop, stop, one here in New York, one in Miami. Mike Lubin is here from Brown Harris Stevens. Tim Birch is joining us today from Halstead. Woo-hoo. And Fritz Regan, the executive director of Eastside Sales and Leasing. And Ninja. And, and Ninja. <laughs> Open House and Index Ninja. Ninja. Data Ninja. Is also uh, joining us. All right, so we are now in the 128th month of the longest economic expansion in U.S. history, dating back to 1856, since the economic collapse uh, in 2008. So everything should be fantastic, right? <laughs> well, not really, because between the coronavirus, the craziness with the stock market, the global economy, and the uncertainty of the U.S. political year, it's anyone's guess as to where it's all going. Let's talk about how all of this, really all of a sudden, is is really kind of affecting the real estate marketplace here in New York. We're going to talk about open houses. We're going to talk about just visitation in general. We're going to talk about, you know, signing up listings and contracts, et cetera. But from your perspective out there in the field, what are you seeing, especially the last week or two with all of this news with regard to the uh, the virus and the uh, stock market? Fritz, why don't you tell us a little bit about the open house stuff? 
All right. So thank you for inviting me a second time. And since I've been last time, I accumulated 26,000 open houses in my database. Oh, so amazing. In the last yeah. two years. having your friends. So, so Hard to believe these numbers. So, right? and, and it's, it's funny thing is that how, you know, my report last Thursday was reflecting the open houses at uh, March 1st weekend. And I started talking about what agents were reporting to me about a little bit of how does coronavirus would affect it. And I mentioned in my introduction, you know, my opinions on the, based on the numbers. And it was totally fascinating that that day I got five calls from journalists about open house in this report. Um, yesterday I got an email from CNBC also to share data with them. Awesome. And, I, and, and I basically told them that I don't have the data yet because my, my report goes out on Thursday. So basically this coming Thursday you will hear um, what happened past weekend. But I have a surprise for all of you here because I checked the data last night and we received 248 surveys of the open houses uh, from the weekend of March 8, just two days ago. Um, <coughs> the average is 4.08 per open house. This yeah. is 15% drop from the previous weekend. Okay. And I do believe it has something to do with, with the, for lack of a better word, panic or paranoia about mm -hmm. uh, coronavirus. I, the weekend before, we had a drop of 10%. Now we saw 15% drop. The number is not bad. 4.08 is, is a fairly decent average attendance per open houses. But I think it's almost like, I don't know, somebody mentioned here, self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, more media talks about it, more we talk about it. Uh, we, yes, see, we see uh, uh, people saying, I'm hesitant to come among too many people. We hear reports from agents saying that some uh, owners are hesitant to put property on the market now because they, don't, they cannot handle too much unknown people coming into I, the... I, I've heard that you know. personally twice, so, delaying listing two times right? Yeah. because they don't want people running through their homes. Yeah. I, I can't say as I blame them, right? Yeah. especially people with, with children. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Right. Well, the majority of last year, having four people walk through your open house might have been a good thing. Right. But, the beginning, <laughs> but the beginning of this year has just been wild. It's been really wild. We listed two listings, a rental and a sale at 56 Leonard, both of which we can't keep people out of. Mm. Wow, mm -hmm. at 56 Leonard. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. We can't keep, the, the rental rented in a day. Wow. The sale we have offers on. I mean, we can't keep people out of there. So, and then there are others that are just kind of sitting quietly. Are so. they more local buyers or international? Uh, local. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's been this pent-up demand, and we definitely, our team has noticed until even, actually I should say, even with the craziness, the broker fee, is it paid by the landlord, the tenant, right, what have you, right. the rental market has been very, very surprisingly strong um, since January, which yeah. is, you know, at all price points. Both, you're both rental and sale. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're going to get to that in a bit because there have been ma major changes on that side, but let's let's continue, uh, complete our thought rather on the open houses. So from your analysis... Where do you see this going, Fritz? I mean, it's been a 15% drop from last week. Yeah. Again, the numbers are still good, 4.8 yeah. or whatever you said. but 4.08. 4.08. Mm -hmm. so, but where do you see this going in the next couple of weeks? Look, I, I've i been thinking about this. And, and between the, the, the crazing that's happening with stock market and if this media focus on coronavirus continues, I do believe it's going to have an impact. And, I, and, I, and if I have to forecast it, I would see in the immediate, like maybe like whole month of 
rest of March and maybe middle of April, depending how what develops in New York City, where they're going to detect many more cases, is going to have a negative effect. <coughs> got the chilling effect on the attendance, in my opinion. I believe, and, and, and guys, chime in here if, you know, uh, with your thoughts. I believe, though, that the stock market hit is going to be worse than the coronavirus. I think that's going to kind of peter yeah, a little agree. bit out. Agreed. But I think the stock market hit, I mean, you know, listen, quite frankly, you, you know, we can, you know, stock markets are up and down all the time. I mean, sure. you really can't take any of those things uh, seriously or as Bible for the most part. However, when you're when you're looking at almost six thousand points down in a couple of weeks, I mean that's the world is the right. world is blowing up. It's significant. Okay, mm-hmm. the world is blowing up. We 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 can candy coat it as much as we want. The world is blowing up when you look at those kinds of numbers or those kinds of decreases, and it does affect our business. How significantly, though? I mean, look, this has been going on for two weeks. Have are in in your individual businesses? Are you seeing any type of activity negatively? No. The only thing that yeah. I've seen was a homeowner that did not want to have a, an open house because they didn't want somebody walking through their house. Well, that's the virus, Touching the services. Well, but, yeah. I actually had, it was a very small studio deal, but um, the contracts were meant to be signed uh, yesterday or today, and it's not happening now because they just, you know, the woman is not, it's a co-op. It could be 60 to 90 days before she would actually close, but her family didn't feel safe about having her here because of corona. What about people who have already signed contracts in good faith, and then they start looking at their... Uh, wealth or lack of it in their portfolio and now all of a sudden they may not be able to close well it's a good thing interest rates are down that's correct yeah absolutely there's the positive there it's very positive the lowest in 50 years there's anything to tell a buyer (laughs) yeah well i do have a buyer who he um is still going to proceed with having me make an offer but he has to sell some of his stock portfolio which is now worth less to be able so the offer is going to be a little lower than it would have been originally i think it's a little too soon um to tell i mean the, the, the biggest drop happened yesterday. Um, I, I have a lot of things in the works, none of which seems to be slowing down, knock on wood. Yeah. But um, I think, I think I mean, if, if anyone's been in this market or just been in New York for a long enough period of time, you know that this is very cyclical. Mm-hmm. And this happens every 10, in this case, 12 years. And when it comes back, it comes back big. So... Right. As far as the buyer is concerned, they should be buying now. Yep. I mean, right. this now's is the time well, to pursue blue chips. Really, 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 now's the time, is really to buy. the time to buy. Absolutely, Absolutely. And, and investing in New York real estate is, is much safer and and less erratic than real estate. Mm-hmm. Amen. And most of I mean, us, then the stock market. Sorry. Yeah. Especially if we're building, if we're working with home buyers, you know, it's ideally a longer term right. hold, and it's a safe investment. Right. It's, Exactly. And you can get right. a 30-year fixed or a 10-win arm, as Dante was saying. For nothing, cash is free. Why exactly. wouldn't you buy right now? Exactly. I know someone that just got a two and a half on a 15. That's great. Stop with a 15. Wow. On a 15 and with closing costs paid. Which wow. bank? Wow. First Republic. Oh. First Republic. Oh. Big. Yes, no, big I'm big. telling you, the, the rates are amazing. Yeah. They mm-hmm. are really amazing. Okay. And, the, you know, and Auntie said it's also, you know, if you if you really aren't seriously looking at what you can take from banks today you should be because this yes. is there has free never been historic been, right free money. it's historic and it's it, free it, it, it's, it's free, free money. money i mean it's out of control free so you know you might not want to touch your portfolio for obvious reasons but you know go right. get it from the bank and because the yeah. bank is going to give Absolutely. it and the market will rebound just not quite sure how because of the on top of all of it, it's also an election year this year. So, and we're only at March, and we've got mm-hmm. to go till November. So, I mean, who knows where that's going to take us? Sure but like, <laughs> it's kind of like three, you know, humdingers in one year yeah, since the really start is. of this year. And you know, I, I look. I don't have a crystal ball. I wish I did. We'd all be very wealthy. But I mean, I don't. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't. I don't know where we're going. Back to open houses. Um, so, how do we get more people to report? 
their findings because the, this report, by the way, if you don't already know about this report, it's, it comes from Fritz. He works at Halstead. We, we work at Halstead. And it's an open house index for the entire city, for every company and every agent who works for any other company out there. It's very good data to use to talk to your buyers and your sellers and for when you're pricing anything to do with real estate. So if you haven't participated already, get in touch with Fritz or me or anybody on this panel and we'll put you uh, in touch with this report. But Fritz, how um, how are people using this report and, and tell us a little bit about why it's so significantly important. I mean, the, 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 the most positive feedback that I'm getting from agents who are participating is that, first of all, they they say that they know they're not alone. They can compare their mm-hmm. results to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then now they have the argument to go to their <coughs> sellers and, and basically show them that, you know, if they had a zero people at their open house, you know, there were there were 25 other open houses that had zero. So so they have numbers to crunch, to articulate that that what happening what's happening maybe with a particular property is not just a reflection of the broker's work, but maybe it's a reflection of the market. They can show really the market uh, data. To me, that's the, the best feedback that I can get. Um, some brokers really don't care about it and they don't participate in it, but those who really are analytical mind brokers, they like to get it every week, read my comments, mm-hmm. and then share it with their well, sellers. Well, as you and I were talking about before the show, I mean, this is very useful data to share with sellers yeah. mm-hmm. uh, when they say, how come we didn't get any participation? Or how exactly come only right. three people yeah. showed up or whatever? You can then take them in their neighborhood and show them how the rest of the neighborhood fared. In some cases, you have an opportunity to say, well, maybe we're priced a little too high. I think that's right. I had my team and I hosted eight open houses on Sunday. One new listing at 17 people, one bedroom on the Upper West Side. Perhaps. Upper East, West Side is and Upper East Side, yeah. uh, 10 East 85th had eight people. Mm-hmm. And three had, you know, one to two. Mm-hmm. And that's about pricing. You know, I think yeah. buyers so, will yeah, come right. to the open houses sure. that are appealing, that are priced right, that I don't yeah. think need much work. The buyers are still out there. Were the first open houses or? First open houses. Mm-hmm. And I think the message for our sellers is if you want the attendance, <laughs> people will show up. Yeah, if it's, it's, about, price right. it's about price and it's That's also right. about strategy. Yes. I mean, on this show, we're also talking about, we're always talking about being data driven, especially in this market. Fritz has real time data. Mm-hmm. This is not accumulated over the last quarter. This Absolutely. is real time that, that if anyone's not paying attention to it, then you're kind of missing the boat on what is happening today. Absolutely. You know, Fritz, when you say, you know, there were 68, this is last week, by the way, we don't mm-hmm. have this past mm-hmm. weekend's data, but 6,844 prospective buyers were attending open houses the first weekend of March, and there were 5,421 open houses. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of open houses, citywide, all boroughs, oh, a lot of open houses, and a lot of buyers out there running That's around. Right, yeah. Buyers right. are mm-hmm. out there. Sure. And if buyers yeah, are, are looking at these open houses, they are real buyers. I don't find that buyers are I just agree. wasting right. time on Sunday. They're I actually, agree. Yes. Yeah. And Fritz, I have to ask you, so because obviously this becomes that much more germane and relevant the larger sample set that you have if someone is not currently subscribed to receive your report or to contribute their data how can they reach you what's the easiest way I mean the easiest thing is probably to Google me. I mean, uh-huh. you'll, you'll, you'll find my name there. Google my, Fritz. You'll find my, my email address. Fritz Halstead. I, I, I have a blog for those of you who are uh, paying attention to the bottom of my reports and there if you click on the link to my blog you can see reports going all the way way back to December 1st of last year. That's, That's when fine. I started posting reports. Because some some agents who for whom this is a new concept, never heard of it, they say, oh, how can I get your previous month report? So I don't have to kind of resend it and look for it. Perfect. Just click here and you can, you can, you can look what was happening uh, in the past. I have right now 
2,266 agents in New York City receiving my, my report. Wow. And there's no price to it. The only price is to contribute, to, to give your data, and then you get your report. Yeah. Uh, on I Thursday. don't want to be you on Monday morning, Fritz. That's an awful <laughs> lot of people who are reporting back to you. But wow. please sign up and contribute, agents. Absolutely. This helps us all. Anyway, stand by. We're live from Smash Studios here in Hudson Yards, New York City. You're listening to Voice America Talk Radio Network. I'm Vince Rocco. We're coming right back after this break. Don't go away. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, this is James Nelson. I'm a huge fan of Vince's show, and I'd like to invite you all now to listen to my show on the Voice America Network, Real Estate Investing, live from New York. I will teach you everything you need to know about investing and operating commercial real estate. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of TV and radio shows that deal with investing in the stock market, and yet almost none that cover exclusively commercial real estate. This is not a get-rich-quick or how-to-flip-home shows. I will teach you step-by-step how to source, acquire, improve, and profit from commercial real estate. Please tune in live to the Voice America Business Channel every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. Thank you. At Halstead, we know that what moves you is important. We're all about the power of transformation. We're revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders. So you can move to what moves you. I'm Jeff Goodman at Halstead, and I love Vince's show. I host a program of my own, but not about real estate. Rediscovering New York is about our city's great neighborhoods, their history, texture, and their current vibe through interviews with historians, business owners, and interesting neighborhood personalities. We're broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc and available on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcasts. Rediscovering New York with Jeff Goodman. I bring the city's great neighborhoods to life. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Good Morning New York, Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, we are back. So let's talk about the the rental law and the new court date in June. Brokers fees are back on, by the way, people. If you're out there looking (laughs) at rentals with agents here in New York City. No, no, it's been (laughs) extended. Till June. Extended till till June. June, So the stay of, as I say, a stay of execution has been pushed out (laughs) until June of this year. A judge temporarily blocked a polarizing new rule issued in February by New York State by the New York's Department of State who govern us uh, which declared that prospective tenants would no longer be required to pay the often lofty broker's fees that are par for the course when applying for apartments a temporary restraining order filed in Albany Court uh, County um, Supreme Court has barred the DOS guidance from going into effect now that uh, uncertain future has been prolonged for another three months fortunately 
On Friday, New York Attorney General Letitia James requested an extension to respond to the real estate industry's challenge until May 1st, and the next court date is set for June 12th, where they will where they will make a decision on how to proceed with commissions or no commissions. Fritz, in your opinion, what are they going to tell us on June, whatever the date is? I don't know, but but I just want to clarify something, uh, what you said. The the law is touching the issue of landlords hiring their brokers. The commissions are not going to be make illegal as tenants hire brokers. The freedom of tenants to work with brokers is uninterrupted, so the fee is between them and the tenant. The only issue is if the tenant comes to an agent who is an agent for the landlord. That's what's on the proposal, that's what's been postponed. I don't know, I'm 50-50. I, I, I do believe that political climate in, in Albany and in, in the city are very pro-tenant and this is kind of, these are really heavy winds against our industry. I, I don't know, I, I just hope that, that some reasonable business rules will be will be done by that time. You know? I'm very sorry, you are correct, they are pro-tenant, but what they are doing is not pro-tenant. What they're doing is asking the landlords to then raise the rent, the commissioner yeah. out, so correct. when you go to renegotiate or renew in the following years, it's going to be off a higher base right. rent because correct. the landlords are not going to be reaching into their pocket for nothing. Sure. You saw, I think what the stat was that the day that it first came through before the stay, that um, like 50% of the rents on Street Easy draw, rose mm-hmm. because in reaction to that, this is not pro-tenant. Correct. And they're obliterating a career of rental brokers. Yeah. You know, people Correct. who make their living renting apartments. Well, that, 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 who pay taxes. That's the sad part. It's okay. a career for, for many, thoughtless. many people. It is. I don't do a lot of rentals. I, I When I sell condos, uh, which I do a lot of, you know, oftentimes owners will say to me, can you rent this, you know, whatever. So I'm currently involved in two and right smack in the middle of, you know, listing these two uh, rental uh, condos uh, in the building I, I work in all the time. The law changed, at least for a day or two. Uh, and but what, you know, first impressions are everything, even though there was a stay and it was pushed out to March 13th and then it was now pushed out to June. Every time I show the apartment, the first thing that the the if they come directly, the first thing the uh, prospective tenant says to me is, "Oh, and I understand there's no broker fee." Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And you try and explain to them, yeah, "Well, no, 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 that's not true." And yeah, it, right. it vilified that that part Correct. of our industry. Right. And it's it's not fair. Everyone works for a living. And guess what? You, Renting an apartment in New York is like buying a co-op. The paperwork yes, and absolutely. the time and the involvement absolutely. and contractor visits is Well, now we're doing board packages and paperwork and, and, and pre-screening and vetting That's right. for one month's fee. I mean, it's absolutely insane. Right. Now, that being said, the rest of America, for the most part, the landlords pay the fee. As a Florida broker in Florida, it is a given. The landlords pay the fee. It's not even a conversation you have to have. But it's only one have. month. It's the structure. Um, it's 10% in Florida. So oh. you split 5%, 5%. Okay. okay. <laughs> and um, on the renewal, you get that same 10%. Every year, if they renew, you get that for the lease preparation. That's what it is. Well, not honey, everyone sign sticks us to all that, up to work in Florida. Exactly, yeah. right? That's, that's how it is in Connecticut, too. It, it is everywhere outside yeah. of New York City, even up state New York, which is all, I mean, you know, anything north of the city. So if, if this were handled properly, it actually is not the end of the world if it were done correctly and communicated, but not this back and forth and jerky and as yeah. Anna, that's a perfect word, right. vilification of the real estate agent. Well, Fritz yeah. and I were talking about this before the before the show this morning in, in, the, in the green room over there here at Hudson Yards. Um, <laughs> we, we overlooking were, the city. Overlooking the city. <laughs> overlooking the water. Overlooking the water. <laughs> well, we were talking about there's not enough advocacy with, you know, agents here in town, you know, talking to our local, you know, council people and our local, you know, city officials about, hey, guys, you know, this is our livelihood. This is our living. So we have to, we as agents have to do a better job in stepping up 
rather than complain and try and get actively involved in what we can do to stop these things. I mean, last June, June of 19, when this law came out, it was crazy. No one really understood it. Correct. And then in February, as part of that June law, Right. They come up with this guidance. commission thing. Guidance. Guidance. Right. guidance. Oh, so helpful. Guidance. It's a huddle of people that usually never get together, and they're all <laughs> jumping up and down about no more commissions. And I said, what did I miss? Because hmm. I didn't hear it until I walked in the office that day. Right. So the way they communicate things also on a dime is right. not right. good. Right. It, right. it did also have an effect in the Hamptons as well in that the short-term rentals were mm. affected. You know, in, in tradition – if you wanted to rent a place from Memorial Day to Labor Day, you would pay like half whenever you signed the lease, and thirty and thirty days prior to it, you know, uh, beginning, you pay the balance. Now with the other new law, where you can only collect one month of rent in advance, it's completely changed how homeowners are getting paid for their rentals. So these homeowners who've had their houses for twenty years are used to getting like two big checks. Big check. Now you're telling them. They'll get a check in June for July, a che- uh, check in July for August. I was going to ask you about that. And right. it's, it's created like havoc. Well, the other big issue yeah. is the co-op, yeah. uh, putting maintenance yeah. in escrow with co-ops. Yeah, and how true. we were always counting on, right. you know, a slightly marginal buyer yeah. being I, able to. I believe you still can, though. I think there is. A lot of the boards are scared about it, though. It, it, it's, that's the gray yeah. area. Yeah, can we get some guidance for yeah. that, too? Yeah. You can't do it with a rental. But, a what, about, but what about in condos where you get students or foreign exchange right. people who come here and don't have the credit here, right. don't have the that's income right. here, and want to pay a year up front that's or right. two years up front, which I've always done in the condo that I work in. Now you can't do that. So now that are furnished rentals that you need away. a security deposit greater than one month because exactly. the contents are it's ridiculous. Or share right. apartments. Yes. There's no way those apartments are being there's a pet and an yeah. owner's concern about pet damage, yeah. exactly. it's affecting right. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, okay, there is a workaround for the pet. It can be a pet fee that if that turns out to be refundable at the end of the lease, oops, oh well, it was a fee, not a deposit. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I, there, there is a workaround for that. But, you know, look, there, there are a lot of things that, that have popped up that are crazy. Crazy. How about application fees in the condo at that I work in the Application fees are two thousand dollars for an apartment. Yeah. Now, it's a condo. I get it. Two thousand dollars. When the when the renter comes to me and says, "But you know, I understand that the application fees are twenty dollars. Why are you charging me two thousand dollars?" Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you try and, and explain it's a condo. It's a co- it's a managing agent. It's a mm-hmm. co-op board. I'm condo board. They can charge whatever they want, but can they? It comes back to communication, what you're saying, Vince. It has been complete cluster and not any clear message. I will Mm. say it does seem as if both Rebney and NIRAC are finally mobilizing to Mm. work more and be a voice and an advocate on our Mm. behalf in the Mm. political arena, which is where it has to There were so many unintended consequences of the laws for June of 19, but they were so poorly written and there was so much room for misinterpretation. And right now we are paying these consequences because... Although Department of State has issued the, the ruling that the third party th- third parties can are not part of the law, they can charge whatever the fees they want, like condominium boards and condominium, right? Majority of the lawyers for those management companies, in order to play safe, they are now pushing their own rules for the mm-hmm. owners to pay those fees, although they don't have to. Correct. It's becoming so much more expensive for the investors to rent so their let's properties. Just kill because the investment market here in New York. It's also it's, it's also yes. getting killed with it. Yeah. Everything is changing. Let's segue to the Hamptons. <laughs> So, <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> Summer's coming. Summer is coming. I already feel the sand at my feet and Thank the wind you. blowing my hair around. Not that it moves anyway. It's always standing up firm. Tim, what's the market like these days? You gave us a little slice of the rental market. What is the sales market like um, in the Hamptons these days? Uh, and for those people out there in listening land who don't understand what we're talking about, this is the very eastern tip of Long Island here in New York. 
uh, and the sumptuous playground of the stars, <laughs> although the people don't like <laughs> to hear that luxury oh, real estate out in sure. the mountains. All these ethnic vocabulary uh, today, Fismat. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I did a little homework for you, of course, but um, so last year, 2019, was definitely you know a down year. Um, in the township of East Hampton, uh, total volume was down by 29% uh, oh, year over year. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the township of Southampton, which if you know how that works, um, Southampton goes from Southampton to uh, to uh, Sagaponic. And including then, Sag Harbor, correct? Including Sag Harbor. Well, Sag Harbor sort of split half of its East Hampton, half of its uh, gotcha. S- Southampton. No one knows why. Um, but then uh, the balance of that is East Hampton, which is from Sagaponic all the way out to Montauk. So as I said, East Hampton's uh, volume was down, or total dollar sales was down by 29%, and Southampton Township was down by 19%. That's 2019 over 2018. However... This year, I mean, since like January 1, it's like there's just been like a lightning explosion. I don't have, you know, uh, overall industry, but I have month by month. Halstead alone is up 50% uh, month over month, January and February. So we've been extremely busy since the first of the year. I mean, I've got like four deals in contract right now, two contracts negotiating. Like Now, you know. in 2019, and probably similar to what was going on here in New York City, was it what was the, the downturn based on price correction? Or was it just based on a flat market in general? I think the market just went flat. I mean, and, and price probably had something to do with it. I mean, when you're dealing with a secondary market, it's a it's a different situation. People are like in the, I don't have to sell, I don't have to buy. Yeah. And if you can see my hands right now, they're very far apart from each other. And the job <laughs> is to slowly bring those people together. But, you know, it's the secondary market. So there's there's rare, ca- rare cases where somebody is, you know, is... Uh, mm-hmm. motivated to sell. So if their price is too high, you know, uh, buyers are too well educated now. You know, there's too much data out there. They walk in and they know if something's overpriced. Now, the million dollar question, secondary market, um, you know, uh, second homes, et cetera, et cetera. What does the current status of the financial markets do in the next couple of weeks? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that remains to be seen. Um, you know, I haven't, you know, I haven't heard any panic calls yet or, you know, haven't had enough uh, conversations with agents about panic calls based on that. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, it depends. I mean, if somebody wants to, you know, liquidate, maybe they're going to finally lower their price and, you know, <laughs> sell their place and or people getting out of the market if they're looking for investments. I mean, there's no better place that I would say than to invest in the Hamptons if you want to, you know, make money on a rental. You can buy a, a property and in most cases get a 5% return on investment just by renting for July and August. And the beauty of that is you get to use it the other 10 months out of the year yourself. So that's, you know, one way of, you know, looking at if you want to get your money out of the stock market, you might want to consider that. The fall and spring in the Hamptons are the, yeah, the best sure. months. Yeah, that's what, right. And the winter. best months in the Hamptons. Lighting a fire. And you know, April, May, June, and yeah. then. It's a full, it's an all season um, place these days. I remember back when I was running around in the Hamptons, it was really only summertime and that was (laughs) it. All right, Good Morning New York has definitely gotten underway on this Tuesday morning. We're going to break. We will come back right after these messages. Don't go away. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com At Halstead, we know that what moves you is important. We're all about the power of transformation. We're revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. 
we are the future builders. So you can move to what moves you. I'm Jeff Goodman at Halstead, and I love Vince's show. I host a program of my own, but not about real estate. Rediscovering New York is about our city's great neighborhoods, their history, texture, and their current vibe through interviews with historians, business owners, and interesting neighborhood personalities. We're broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc and available on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcasts. Rediscovering New York with Jeff Goodman. I bring the city's great neighborhoods to life. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Good Morning New York, Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, we are back, and we're here with Auntie Jacket from Compass, Anna Shagalaw from Halstead, Tracy Hammersley from Douglas Elliman, Mike Lubin, Brown Harris Stevens, Tim Birch, Halstead, and Fritz Friegen from Halstead. Boy, that's a mouthful this morning. <laughs> All right. There isn't one market or selling season any longer. Thank God. There are many, many micro market markets. And I'm asking you all why that is, because when I first came into the business, we started with the, the, the fall was the most important selling season. And then we went into um, the winter slash spring and then summer kind of died off. Today, whenever something is ready to be listed, you list it and you sell it. So there are multiple selling markets. Why do you think we've gotten to that point? Because we've been doing this now for many, many years. And people say to me, oh, the market's bad. And I'm like, well, what market? Mm -hmm. Because we have many, many, many markets within markets by the day, by the week, by the month. What's what's happening out there? And do you see this as a positive? Because I do. Anybody? (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of the market is uh, millennials. Like, I think they say it's like 30 to 40 percent. And millennials just do it when they're ready. There's no timeline. They they wake up one day. They're like, we're buying something. Let's go and buy it. There's no season that dictates that. Now, let me ask you this, because for the longest time it was stated and not that I believe it was so, but but that millennials weren't buying, that they were kind of holding back, kind of sticking with the rentals. mom and dad. (laughs) No, well, that too, but but kind of sticking with their rentals because what was more important to them was things, travel, buying stuff, experiences, experiences, going out with friends, on and on and on. But the tide has turned there and there are many more millennials today jumping in them on the bandwagon to buy. Why do you think that's happened? And Is you're it, a part of that generation. Well, right? I yes, think a lot. I think a lot of them have received inheritance um, because <laughs> their parents made a lot of money and they're now spending it. I also think there's certainly a movement with the whole design movement and shelter magazines and nesting. Mm-hmm. You can't avoid seeing, you know, uh, articles about house plants and right. finding the perfect rug. <laughs> there's a desire to nest, you know, and yes. I think buyers are responding to that. I think there's also I think That's there's right. also a level of education that that buyers of all ages have reached because there have been so many years of information and transparency and and you know. The, I think that kind of takes away the seasonality of, yes. of it a little bit because mm-hmm. these people that are in the market to buy, they're literally on whatever website, I'm not going to say, <laughs> whatever website all day long. 
I mean, more than we can possibly right. be because they're sure. sitting at a right. desk. And they're at we're work. We're running around yes. and they're at work. Yes. So it, it's a constant thing. They're not saying spring market is coming. Let me get online. They're on it constantly. And and, and in, so those, in those off-market uh, months... Those are when you can get some of the best deals. And if you if you strategize a property and list it right at that time, you're gonna you're gonna be the only game in town. Although that is shifting. And okay. buyers snapping up the apartments that had been on exactly. and have been now reduced. Yeah. Okay. Breaking news from CNN: Stocks rebound with the Dow jumping more than 800 points. Oh, hallelujah! Yes. Oh, so they're listening. I think I blinked. I and think no I blinked. Right. Exactly. Look at the effect you have. And this the is virus vaccine. Has- <laughs> it's all a hoax. It's all a hoax. It's all a hoax. They're listening to Good Morning New York, and they're getting the. And we have a new president. Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So with that said. But it's not April yet. <laughs> Go ahead. I just wanted to comment something that you said early on. Um, you know, I'm looking at the data from open houses. And, and also, I recently did analysis of the signed contracts. You know, I think we still have very strong seasonal market in New York City. If you check the signed contracts, majority of the signed contracts of all sales in New York City are in the first six months. It's front-loaded tremendously. Yes. So in yeah. the spring uh-huh. selling season. It's, 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 yeah. it, but, but think about it. You know, the first quarter is... I always do very well the first six you know, months. The, bon- the bonuses are spending, you know, January, February, March is bonuses. Yeah. You know. Summer comes, it's a little bit less. But, but you ask, you know, about different markets, you know, and I'm looking at geographically different markets, you know. Upper West Side has been showing such strength in the mm-hmm. last two years comparing mm-hmm. to some other areas mm-hmm. in Manhattan. Central and West Village up through the charts in the in the in the in, in, the, in the in the demand. Yeah. Brooklyn versus Manhattan. I mean, so much stronger yeah, numbers so for Brooklyn than, than than Manhattan. Don't you so, know we're the new B and T here in Manhattan? <laughs> 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 Reverse B and T. I so, haven't heard bridge and tunnel in forever. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Here to bring it back. There you go. Since the studio, fi- since the studio, fifty-four days, <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely was back in the days. So, so I think that one could, you know, check the data a little bit and see why certain markets are maybe stronger than the others. You know, for me, it was most interesting that the Upper East Side became strong in the last two or three weeks, showing stronger attendance than maybe Upper West. Well, side, in the know? last two years, the Upper yeah. East Side came back again because exactly. of the Second yeah. Avenue subway. That's right. Which, of that, yeah. you know, people say, "Oh, it's just a subway train." Well, guess what? When you have to walk five or six blocks and then to the six train or whatever, and then wait 20 minutes be- to be able to squeeze onto one, that's a little irritating. <laughs> exactly. One of the reasons I moved from the Upper East Side to the Upper West Side 20 years ago. How can we push urgency in that's today's the market? For the Upper West Side's attractiveness. <laughs> because I moved to the Upper West Side. There you go. <laughs> I start trends no matter where I go. You do. <laughs> Listen, how can we push urgency in today's market, or can we? I mean, because everybody walks around saying, you yeah, know, there's just no sense of urgency in today's marketplace. But in some cases, there is. So how can we as agents push that with our buyers or even with our sellers when we're asking them to kind of meet the terms of the buyers here and let's make a deal? I think I think there's um, there's a specific category that can be pushed. I I'm not um, just by nature a pushy person, and I don't push people to buy anything. But there, there I, I educate them enough that they can make their you know educated decisions as to whether they want to move on something or not. But I think that there are some deals out there that cannot be ignored. And if you have a buyer that trusts you and is willing to listen, at least bring those to their attention, especially the investors, especially around the Gowanus. There's a lot of opportunity there. Mm-hmm. So I don't push, but I do kind of plant some seeds like here and there <laughs> and maybe water them a little bit, but that's about it. All right. So here's another question. Are your buyers buying price or are they buying value? We touched on this last week and we touched on this week the week before, but what 
What are they buying out there today? Are they buying price or are they buying value? Big difference. I'm not sure I understand the difference. Yeah. All right. So if, if you're buying prices because the price is low, it meets your budget, you got a deal, or are they buying value, maybe paying a little more than they want to, but the value of that oh, unit yeah. somewhere down the road is going to return a probably future better okay. future value. Thank you. Especially if we put better. our buyers toward new development because there really are good deals yeah, that's in the new development. Right. There you go. Absolutely. Yes. So, I mean, and that's right. And that. those values that's will right. go up. We just have to wait. I think it's a mix, Ben, to answer your question. I think it really depends Mm -hmm. on someone's situation. I mean, there are always the buyers who, it doesn't matter what's going on in the market, they have to move because their family's expanding or there was a job transfer. They have to, you know, there are real life events that it doesn't matter what's going on. So to a certain extent, yes, some of these, we might have to look at price, um, but the value that's there sometimes drives the price up over the asking price. So I, I think it really is a mix depending many, on some Many, many years ago, at least at Halstead, we had the value proposition model that we kept talking about, value, value, value. I mean, and, you know, I don't believe that's ever gone away. I really do believe yeah, that that's something too. that buyers out there, everybody wants a deal, such a deal, yeah, right? right? I want like, a great deal. <laughs> You know, you're not always going to get the deal that you want, but you're going to get a, a, a value yeah. proposition. You know, we, I, you know, we in real estate are using the the term fair market value. You know, mm-hmm. and and the market is such that nobody wants to buy or sell at fair market value. You know, buyers want to buy below fair market value, and sellers want to sell above, <laughs> above right, fair way above. <laughs> and I think our, our job as brokers is to really look at the data, look at the sentiments, perception of value, look at the close sheet, look at what you're. Comp- competing with, uh, and, and we should try to bring that schism yeah. together. So there's no way to push somebody into selling. Buyers want to make their own decisions, but we have to kind of enable them with data. You know, right. Absolutely. Well, there are still sellers out there who want to price things way too high. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm talking to lots of That's them. the conversation. The conversation really with prices with the seller. I mean, because, the, you know, if, if the seller doesn't <laughs> set the right price, it's not going to happen. The value part is what you can show the buyer when mm-hmm, they're coming in. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, it's just trying to bring those parties together, which is. But, but what you said, Fritz, is very interesting, the perception of value. And that is different for different people, depending on their situation, their economic status, yeah, um, right. what they've been looking at. I'm working with some buyers that had a budget up to 1.7, but they went hard for something that was under a million because they saw the value there and they were willing to pay more than someone else who that was the top of their budget. So it, it all really kind of depends yeah. like, compared to what else they could find. For you that know, the takeaway the takeaway for, take for today, just like looks, you know, um, value is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> and <laughs> everybody puts really? value yeah. on something yes. differently That's and right. everybody looks at value differently. Right. So that, that goes across uh, across life in general. Yeah, not just real estate. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> but sometimes it's very difficult to get across yes. in real estate. Yes. Anyway, that's our broadcast for today. Bye. Thank you for joining us. So you can follow me on Twitter, on Facebook, or Instagram <laughs> at Vince Rocco. We are back next week because if it is Tuesday morning, it is Good Morning New York Real Estate. Shoot for the moon, everyone, including you, Jordan. Even if you miss your land among the stars, be kind to one another. And for all of us at Voice America all around the world, thank you for joining us. And we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in this week. Please join us for another edition of Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Here's hoping all of your transactions are successful ones.